0: osai and this is my podcast where i take on themes, exploring culture society and the experiences of nigerians in diaspora i got something special for y'all the next couple of weeks and it's called hot takes these will be episodes that explore hot topics and issues that need a wealth of perspective meaning i'll be inviting a number of people to share their takes on a particular topic to provide a more holistic perspective on that said topic It just makes more sense to have a bunch of people talk about something than one or two people's perspective in particular cases. First up, I'll be going into relationships. I've been trying to figure out a new approach to getting into this topic, and funny enough, this happened quite naturally. I was on a brief trip to Montreal with a few good people, and a few conversations came up that made me feel like this was the perfect time to explore this topic. Needless to say, there were a few single people on this trip, and everybody at some point voiced their frustration about the dating scene. This is something I've been hearing from time from friends of all types, especially in heteronormative relationship. There seems to be a gap in perception and subsequently approach. As for me, I've been out the game for a while now. So I wanted to get the perspective of the group on what they are experiencing and identify some of the pain points in that process. And man, did they share. First up, misconceptions. Right off the bat, whether the relationship works or doesn't, There seems to be common misconceptions people have when approaching sex, situationships, relationships, etc. And I wanted to get into what they see and experience. Safe to say some of the typical examples were mentioned, but in every case, it seems to lead to somewhere unexpected and quite fascinating. Recording with every single one of these people and even some of the others who aren't on the record was a joy. It was a great weekend. Big shout out to E for that energy the Soul Fly Sisters, the Wise MJ Birdie, Butter Baby Biscuits, and Studio Baby Cupid, especially for those monikers. And of course, Butter on A. I appreciate you all and thanks for sharing your truth. One more thing, we may or may not have been having a house party at some point during this process. I did my best to clean that up. If you need so yeah, a
1: company, enjoy the show. company, can give you work tonight. And if you play the melody, I can sing your song tonight. So, what the problem? Girl, I need your answer now. Baby, keep me satisfied. In my love, I love for you. I'm gonna okay, tell me, say she wanna pull up the way Loving in the balcony, I'm buckling your bloom bloom. Then you need a dango, wanna play the bongo. I let it this stamina, me now me bully like a Lambo. Joe, flamenco. I'm gonna set me fire like a militant really. Nah, in your family abundant? will be only time when you go hit the <laughs>
0: and trying to deal with the opposite sex i feel like there's a lot of, when you talk to women it's mm-hmm. a lot of things they feel like men don't get mm-hmm. whether it's the best of men the worst of men everything in between there are just big challenges right In just getting guys to understand what you're, y'all are seeing what you're experiencing and maybe how we could do better or okay. stop being as bad as yeah let's just go with doing do better do better um but I'm curious what like some of the biggest misconceptions you feel like men have about approaching women. So just based on your experiences, what do you feel that men consistently seem to get wrong um, about dealing with women?
2: I feel like they think they have to be like extra suave. Like they have to, like, it's almost like a performance when they're moving to women, woman and it's, it, it can be kind of exhausting. Like, what do you think this is? Like, just be who you are it's almost like they put on this mask or this show because they think they need to i don't want to say impress because they should be impressing the girl they're moving to but like they need to do the most Hmm. and at that point it's like stop it's kind of cringe
0: so you can always see through it
2: more often than not yeah what
0: if it's a guy that you like maybe he's done all the right things has the right intentions how do you negotiate that aspect of things? Because, you know, because obviously the guys you like may not always get it right as well. How do you make that distinction?
2: I mean, like, and this is only human. You're more likely to like be more lenient if you if you're already attracted to the person or if you already like the person, mm-hmm. you can overlook certain things. Right. And we tend to be more harsh to people that like we might not be as interested in. And like, it's only human. Which is like fair. girls do that, guys, do, everybody does right. that. Um, but like, I just feel like, no, you you don't, you don't need to put on a show. You don't need to do the most, regardless of whether like I already like you or not. Um, come as you are. So I know I'm making the most informed decision that I can make based on what you're giving me in that first approach.
1: Mm.
2: Because you can only pretend to be somebody else for so long. If you're if you're trying to be somebody else when you're approaching somebody, that can only go so far because the real you has to come out at some point. Right. And then what then?
0: Have you ever caught that in uh, where where the you, you you thought it was something you saw that they were presenting something to you mm-hmm. in that way, and then you know at some point the ball drops and you're like, whoa.
2: Um. <laughs> I'm a very liberal person. Mm-hmm. So I've had people approach me um, and they know that I'm a very liberal person and they're like, OK, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to try to be this um, liberal, you know, relaxed guy. But that's not who you are. Right. And then if I do certain things or say certain things, you're clearly uncomfortable with that. Like, why are you doing that to yourself? Mm. Don't give yourself a headache for no reason. Like, there's no need. Find mm. somebody who matches you, and stick to that. Um, don't be trying to get with somebody who is not like you, and then try to change them. Right. I feel like people people try to do that a lot. Do that. They they like like I don't. Wanna, I'm not calling myself a rebel, <laughs> but like they like the rebel like persona, whatever it might be, and they're like, no, 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 Until I, I can right tame this them. one. I can't change this one. I can, I can change her. Oh,
0: uh, I see. I what? see. You, you, you no,
2: can. let's not do that.
0: Interesting. Okay, so I want to just throw a left field question here. Um, when I think about the misconception, I feel like one of the biggest places, especially having conversation with you all today, um, one of the biggest places that guys show that misconception or misunderstanding of how to approach women Instagram? is on Instagram. You know, so I'm very curious to know the wildest like interaction you've, had, you've experienced on Instagram, whether it's in the DMs, whether it's in the comments. Just, you know, what did they do and what was your reaction? If if you can call on anything right now,
2: I don't have that many men moves to me on Instagram, to be honest. Mm.
0: Um. OK, what about in real life?
2: In real life, what's the wildest way a guy has like, tried to move to me? Mm. He, he sent his personal assistant to give me his business card in the club. First of all, why are you with your personal assistant in the club? Well, <laughs> explain that to me. I don't understand. Is this like, wh- how is this even happening? Right. <laughs> and also, why are you making him run your business cards around the club? But um, he has sent his assistant to give me his business card. I'm like, so am I supposed to then text you with this? No- like, I don't, what is like the next step? who are you? <laughs> like, exactly. Did I he don't try know to what you look up? like. Did
0: he pull out, like, it, he just kind of left it there?
2: So I didn't accept the card. And I guess, I guess he saw that because obviously he's like watching to see if is, if I get the card. Right. Um, I was like, no, thank you. I don't, I don't want, like, where's your guy? Like, I don't, I don't know where he is. Um, and he saw that And I guess he, he came up to me eventually He introduced himself But like why Do you think it's a static Like am I supposed to be impressed That mm-hmm. you have your PA with you At the club It's just weird right? It's giving Very it's much like lack of saying. confidence
0: Yeah And it's so funny Because you, the, in their head They probably think This is like this the is the thing I'm doing Perfect example of you saying Doing too much And just come as you are instead that's that's great. That's that's interesting, and I so feel like it really summarizes the point that you're trying to So, I think the first place I'm going to start um, is. Just the biggest misconception that either men have about women or that women about have about men. And I think
3: I want you to start. Wow. That's that's interesting. Pardon me why I popped this bottle of wine too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, feel like I need to be re- liquored up a little bit to get you You know the vibe. You and me both, man. You and me both. Um, biggest misconception? Probably. I would say it's the biggest so one of I think that men don't care right I feel like um, there there might be our behavior to an extent might show that we're not interested in having conversations that or tough conversations I think it might take us time to get there Mm -hmm. but for the most part at least to mm-hmm. some of the chance that I'm surrounded by. So I think there there are guys who or men out there who generally care about like especially if it's their partner who they're talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, like women in general, I don't think like the idea that guys are out here not giving a crap. Mm-hmm or at least deliberately not giving a crap, I feel like could be a misconception. I think it's just a it's a matter of communicating with the individual. Um, at least I try to do it on an individual basis because I could also say women don't give a crap too, right? But I think it's just a matter of um, voicing out your concerns and then talking about what those concerns are with the individual and, and sort of get into a middle ground to sort of, you know, have better understanding. So are you saying that, you know, the misconception is that men don't care
0: and then they approach the situation from that point of view and it causes, it, it becomes a more of a challenge? Or Are you saying that, you know, just generally the idea of men not having, having that misconception about men just not caring is just something that like, I'm not really sure what you're yeah, saying. Yeah,
3: so okay, so I I think generally the idea is that men don't care about like tough conversations, right, right. or about how she might feel, right? Okay.
0: Or let's say. So men are not like as sensitive as as they should be. Is that?
3: No, no, no. I think that men can be sensitive, right, to certain situations, right. But I think from a female perspective, the concept, the misconception is that men aren't or wouldn't be vulnerable to having those conversations, Mm. right? Um, Specifically, when you're dealing with, when it's an intimate relationship, right? Like, I don't know if he would understand how I feel. Yeah, he might not understand, but he might be willing to listen. Right. And it's a question of getting him to that understanding point, right? Mm. Um, But from a, from the start, from the jump, it's, he doesn't care. He might not be willing to, because he doesn't, because I think he doesn't care, I'm not going to bother about going through that process right? to get him to understand, right? But I think guys generally do care, especially if they care about that one individual, right? That mm-hmm. female. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we, we seem to clash when, because guys in our, because we're very linear. it's like, okay, she thinks I don't care, so I'm not going to care really he does care but because we suck at communicating that aspect of look you know what i actually do care until something happens right until um i don't know just she's about to leave walk even a relationship situation right? right she's about to look i'm sick and tired of this relationship right? right and then all of that comes crashing down
0: so it's about not being proactive when it comes to that aspect of things. I, yeah, I think I we're mean, hardly a bit ever more reactive, right? I think
3: we are more reactive, right? Rather than taking the initiative in, in certain situations and be like, "No, no, no!" Like this is how I feel and this is how I care, and then saying it, right. we might think it, but then it's at the back of our. Just
0: from your experience, maybe not just necessarily experience, but something that you're familiar with, is there? Do you think that there might be a reason why? That reactive step is taken. Do you think it's like subconscious or unconscious, or just kind of like a self-preservation or defense mechanism? You know what I mean. I'm, I'm trying to ask right
3: that. for like from the guy's perspective, Yeah. Right? Like how does the guy? Whew, um, I, it could be both. Like mm. I think there there are guys out there. Are if I can let me speak for myself because there might be guys out there. Who <laughs> like, you're like you're, you're I, don't what, I don't know what this guy's no Yeah, yeah. No, but so like. Gen- like from when I'm y- I was younger, I was I'm a crap communicator, right? So mm. I just grew up just thinking it and just never saying it, right? And then expecting them to, whether or not it's the female or whoever, like my, my brother, my parents, yeah, my sisters, yeah, right? Um, to sort of like figure it out, right? Mm. Um, obviously, as you get older, you realize that there's some things that should not be left unsaid, right? right? You just look, this is what it is. Whether or not you're meeting me at that point or not, this is kind of how I feel about a certain thing, right? right? And you don't have to agree, right? Um, So, like for me, it was matter. It was a question of look: Do I want to be understood, right? right? Um, And how much effort am I going to put into right into it, right? So it's a mental decision, and then putting the effort into okay, look. Whenever I realize I feel a certain way, I then look into that situation and I'm like, okay, is this worth saying? Like, what the risk and reward in terms of, or am I? Lo- what am I going to gain slash lose? Sometimes in that situation, right? So whether or not it's a relationship with a, a, a someone of the opposite sex, right, with a female, um, it's okay. How much do I actually? How do I value this relationship, right? Mm-hmm. And am I going to just? Well, say what needs to be said and and go from and there. And go from there, right? Okay. Okay, so,
0: Bala, what about you? What are the biggest misconceptions, um, you know, men have about women?
4: Um, from your I experience. I think in my experience, if I think about all of my interactions, I think the biggest one would be that they have to be macho mm-hmm. or this dominant force And a lot of it is just performative and it easily withers away. And Yeah. I don't think that a lot of men realize that not every girl wants that nonchalant, tough guy, macho act. And in most of my relationships, I've found that a lot of men seem to think that that's what I want or that women want. And i don't I don't think that it is in the most it, because it seems performative, it seems fake to me, so I don't know I don't know why guys think that they have to put on that that show when
0: you try to communicate that I'm like hey you you don't need to do this. um, what are the reactions? Are they surprised? are they uncomfortable like, yeah what, what's uh
4: They play it off and act like they don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm going to (laughs) come with you with facts, receipts, dates. I'm going to tell you exactly when you were doing the most and when you didn't need to. And like the nonchalant thing, especially, I don't know why that one is, is always so played. Why do guys want to act like they don't care Um. so much? Or why do guys think that women want a guy that doesn't
0: care so much? That's a great question. Right, do, you have, do you have an answer just, for that? I don't oh, know programming. I don't. I don't yeah. know. If, I, I'm not sure either. Yeah. But I feel like for 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 men, at least for me, I'll speak for myself. Um, growing up, like it's not celebrated. You know, if you're out there in boarding school, with guys, whatever the case may be. You being, um, you know, like the person who cares the least gets least hurt Mm -hmm. least attacked as well you know so what i mean so it's almost like a defense mechanism you know because if somebody sees they can get to you right and whatever their feeling is then it's almost as if like they have poor power over you Mm -hmm. so i think a lot of the times like you know at least for me anyway i i I know that that was what i was thinking in my head is like no i'm not gonna give anything Mm -hmm. and then you get so used to it (laughs) that you don't even know when you're doing it right like I'm not gonna like. I've typically had to be told that that's what I'm doing, and it's like I don't care. Sometimes it's like I do care, but I like he was saying like I just didn't voice out the emotion because it wasn't requested of me, mm-hmm. right? But if it's requested of me, I I I I'm I can do that. I can communicate and say where it is, but. Because you see something, something will happen, right? And <laughs> you're like, yeah. How come you didn't react or whatever it is? Like, what are you, it's like you know, like okay. Oh, let's say we're in a situation where it's dark at night. something's happened, happen, right? Mm-hmm. And we're walking together, like me and you know, my significant other. Um, I, you know, should be like, I'm concerned. I'm, you know, I'm scared. All of that kind of stuff, right? Which makes sense, right? And I know I am too. Mm-hmm. But in that situation, probably not the most helpful thing, right? <laughs> right. So I'm going to not pretend like not necessarily pretend but just oh, no. out of self-preservation mm-hmm. like just keep pushing on and then later on it's like yeah no i, I was, was i was scared too. yeah i was scared too if i'm you know comfortable enough i mean i would be comfortable enough admitting that after the fact but during that period you know that's something like i think you know i don't know if it's a man thing if it's a human thing a survival <laughs> instinct thing but yeah. i definitely know that the first instinct is to kind of just hold uh-huh. figure it out and then like try to communicate if need be
4: i think those situations are different so that like i appreciate that i appreciate situations like that if you could hold your shit together that would be awesome (laughs) because i'm freaking (laughs) i'm freaking (laughs) out likely but i mean in terms of just maybe just more of the nonchalant part right like i don't care yeah it comes off as disinterest or just like
0: I'm curious, does that happen when maybe you're trying to be vulnerable and the person is pretending like, you know, they don't, they can't get there? Is, is that, yeah. you know, is, is that like, like they're not I'm curious what triggers it? If you, if you yeah, know, what like
4: you just in trying to have deeper moments, just right. moments that are not surface level, trying to get a little bit more because I'm, I'm not going to have surface level conversations or relationships for long You. It has to go deeper. deeper eventually. So when it reaches that point, acting just indifferent or um I don't know, even even in little things like your interests or just at the start of it, trying not to try not to act too too interested. That that actually backfires for me, mm. especially. I don't I don't like that. But guys think it's it's maybe cool or macho or you know, like some sort of game, a waiting game. I don't know, but I don't, I don't appreciate that personally, and it doesn't work for me. And actually, it gives me it the ick, it gives me
2: the, the ick really quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: already know the vibes you know we're having conversations about relationships we're trying to figure out uh what i would call the relationship gap Thanks. with millennials and gen z's at this point in time oh. um so the first question i have for you guys is this you know what is the opposite sex or gender that you're attracted to seem to consistently get wrong about your gender i will start with you margaret
5: um I don't know. Yeah. Well, I would say, like, I couldn't say this is the specific, like, only thing, but one of the things that I can say that I think affects the relationship gap is, like, assumption. Mm. Um, And, like, men will argue that women make a lot of assumptions. Um, And I wouldn't necessarily say that's true. I would only argue that, like, women's assumptions are based, like, there's more, there's more there's a higher consequence Mm -hmm. if a woman comes to a man with like a complete blank slate Mm -hmm. than a man coming to a woman with a complete blank slate like from little things when you think about like dating especially like in the in the panoramic Mm -hmm. um just dating uh, I remember earlier in the panoramic people like men I would talk to on apps and would be like okay like they want to meet but by they want to meet, they want me to come to their house, or they mm. want me to go to their house. That uh, They want to come to my house or they want me to come to their house. Right off the bat. You well, even if we've been talking for three weeks, regardless, right, I have right. no idea who you are. And the consequence of this going poorly for me are like at a hundred. Right. Right. And that completely outweighs any benefit of like anything that you could give me mm-hmm. um whereas like for the man i know for that individual man who's talking to me mm-hmm. if you're not a serial killer or a rapist you're frustrated because you're like why is this woman coming at me with mm-hmm. this like fearful energy but it's just the consequence of taking you at your word right it's so mm-hmm. much more drastic mm-hmm. and then if you're not using like safety even when it comes to ha 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 joke relationship things the the funniest saddest thing that i see on the internet and in person about relationships is this idea that people will laugh at somebody who believes somebody who sells them dreams so if a man is selling you dreams Mm -hmm. and you buy those dreams you that man his friends your friends and the whole of the internet will come together and laugh at you ah sis but like, what did you think was right. going to happen? You should have
0: known. You should have <laughs> ex- seen through. You should have seen through it. Clearly elaborate uh, lies. You
5: know what I mean? Oh, he he told you that this, this and this. Uh, why didn't you? Why didn't you? Why didn't you? And mm-hmm. so that, that process is happening in a woman's mind when she's talking to somebody. Like, I think I had this conversation with you off this, uh, off the podcast when I was saying like one of the sad things that I see when I talk to my friends who are in relationships or after relationships is women constantly needing validation while they are in relationship or even after a relationship ends that the relationship was real. Like right. what they thought was happening was what mm-hmm. was happening right. because you can't like men will be like, Oh shoot your shot. But if you shoot your shot and then three years into this relationship, this man looks at you and goes, well, I didn't even want to be here anyway. You're the one that, oh, mm-hmm. ah,
6: like you right too much. You, your, exactly. Yeah.
5: Like, and like, Things like that are so commonplace that Mm -hmm. it is necessary for women, not necessarily to assume the worst, but to have your foot, like to stand on your back foot and be like, okay, talk to me straight. Don't talk to me in corners. Mm -hmm. And then from there we'll go. Mm -hmm. Whereas in contrast for men, the assumption that like, oh, well, all women want relationships. And so it means if you're not trying to have a relationship with a woman off the bat, you need to start lying to her. You need to start selling her dreams so that you can get what you need from her instead of talking to her straight and be like hey this is where I'm at this is what I'm trying to do don't don't try to um, sweet talk somebody uh, into into something that you know that they wouldn't be interested in the the assumption from men that women want to be in relationship can then affect the way that they interact with women right. and if you just gave that woman the chance to be like hey this is where I'm at the idea that like, Somebody's right to say no, mm-hmm. to be like, oh, what you're offering is not what I want. Mm. You're preempting that and being like, okay, I need a yes. So I'm going to tell you what you need to hear. That's some fuck shit. It is. And just that assumption, and obviously I'm not saying that's the only assumption men make, there are multitude of them right. in all kinds of ways. The assumption that if a woman is saying to you, I'm not interested, it just means you need to work harder. If a woman is saying to you, I only want to have sex with you, it means that actually she wants a relationship, but like, she's just not, she's trying to be whatever, like, just just that what is coming out of her mouth is not, what you are hearing matters more than what is actually coming out of her mouth mm-hmm. is, is like, I think widens that gap because right. then, There's the communication that's happening between the two people who are actually talking Mm -hmm. and then the extra communication that's happening between their thoughts and their thoughts of each other's thoughts and the way they experience them and perceive them. And then you add on the thoughts and feelings of all the people they go talk to about, oh, well, he said this and she said that and what does that mean and what does that. The person told you what it meant and if they didn't tell you what they -hmm. they meant and if you're not able to communicate what you mean, then get out of the game. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'll only, I'm curious because th- I think that's a very fair point. And I think a lot of guys have, do do that, right? Make that assumption like, oh, she's not going to be interested. So I'm not going to tell her this. I'm just going to tell her everything I need to get what well, I want, I want right? But what about the case where, you know, they have been upfront before and maybe not necessarily that it was the girl's fault per se, but maybe she wanted more. And then like, there was also some miscommunication miss signals there right? Because sometimes a lot of time, like what I've heard anyway, is that sometimes they're saying, hey, I want this, or whatever the case may be. And the woman says, okay, but maybe the feelings change. And I've also heard that on the yeah. guy's side as well. So it's not yeah. really, uh, you know, it's just women gender. or, yeah, it's not gender specific, but what about guys that have seen that and now they don't, they're not, not the case where they're intentionally hiding and misleading yeah. to get what they want, but where it's like, okay, well, I've tried this before. I've tried to be upfront and like that didn't work. So I'm going to just try and Approach it this way, and then just see. You understand what I'm saying, like yeah, yeah, like. But
5: I, I would say a couple things. First of all, like you should never. Nobody, nothing is a monolith, right? mm -hmm. So whether, regardless of your gender, and regardless of who you're attracted to or who you date, if you had a particular kind of experience with this certain kind of person, Mm -hmm. right. It's ridiculous for you to use that same, to use the justification of, oh, this panned out this way in this relationship. Right. So going forward, I'm going to do something that makes even less sense. Right. Because the reason you were, the reason you chose the first path you chose is because it made the most sense, sense. of right. your options. It right. was the number one option. Right. I would like to believe that your listeners are not foolish people. So you chose your first your number one option. Right. And then when that didn't work with this person, you took all the context and why that couldn't have worked in that situation, throw it away and you go, oh, I'm just, I'm going to try a different approach with a different person. Right. Or
0: superimpose your assumptions onto this.
5: Yeah. And like, that's not fair. Right. And then the second thing I would say is that um, I think people need to remember that like, unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess how you perceive it, Blame is not always possible to be placed. Like, you can't always say it's this person's fault or that person's fault. Sometimes it's nobody's fault. If you enter into a situationship with somebody and while you're in that situation, when you start it, you're like, hey, these are the terms of this Mm -hmm. situation. You're like, cool. And then as you're moving forward, those feelings change and you want more or you want less, regardless. That's a perfectly natural, like progression to have right all that's necessary is that a you communicate that and like personally i think it's better to communicate it as soon as you have an inkling that it's happening only because it's easier to squash feelings when they're baby feelings and it's easier for that person to consider your feelings and maybe possibly think about any feelings that they might have when you're both very close to each other in terms of like the, the journey from I like you to I'm in love. Right. Those people that wait to be like, oh, whatever, whatever. And now you're in love with somebody who doesn't know that you're in love with them. And then you come at them with I'm in love. That person doesn't have and it's just a human thing. They don't have the the time very few people, I don't know a single person alive, who would have the patience to give that person the same time that they had right. to fall in love if they're going to fall right. in love or just to consider whether or not love is something that they want with this person. Right. And so when you come at somebody with your big, big feelings mm-hmm. and then they're, they're at you know, the starting line and you're at the finish line, but you expect them to get to the finish line like that, like right. that's, that's a pretty high expectation uh, to put on someone. Blame is not always uh, a thing that you can allocate to somebody. Sometimes human beings, you just have feelings. You share those feelings. If it doesn't work out, things can also, like the the fact that people spend so much of their energy trying to avoid pain is a normal human reaction, but there's some kinds of pain that are, Inevitable um, and you can't avoid them, and it's you, part of being vulnerable, it's right? part of being vulnerable, it's part of being a human being. And so, embracing that the pain of heartbreak, the pain of rejection, the pain of disappointment, whatever it is like, I'm here talking about it. You know, personally, I don't deal in rejection or disappointment, <laughs> but like, as much as like everybody's out here trying to be a hard guy, right? Mm-hmm. We can't all be hard guys. All we're all time. hard guys, and we're hard guys all the time. We're not going to... No, no. It's not going to be healthy for anybody. <laughs> no. We the, need that vulnerability. The thing we say we want, the love, the softness, the kind... Hard guys don't have that. Yeah. So, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it too.
0: <laughs> it's a progress. It's a process. It's a process. Um, but ultimately, that shouldn't justify making assumptions, you know, or yes. doing things to your interest because you're afraid or because you, you've had a bad experience.
5: No, I don't think it should. moyo
0: so what's your understanding as well like what's your perspective on the idea of you know the opposite sex having certain misconceptions about your gender Uh, and essentially it's just you know what are the challenges you have to deal with or overcome whenever you are you know making initial connection whatever the case may be
6: Uh, i think for me it'd be like with online dating Mm -hmm. so because of the kind of photos that i post online i think guys think they can approach me anyhow just because of you know anything um so i think the assumption guys have if a girl is just looking good they assume that like the thing that she wants in online dating is automatically sex right and they approach you in the way that is not the way you want to be approached so i find like my issue is usually that like guys assume that i want something even if like the questions i have are like about relationships they assume that i want something else and they approach me that way and so they're They always get surprised and I deny that right away Right. because they don't get that that's not what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think for me, it's usually that case with online dating that um, people assume one thing from what I would want because of what most people I think want right now sometimes is just sex. But, yeah.
0: That's interesting. Um, So can you talk about, like, you know, online, right? Mm -hmm. Typically, I'm sure that's happening on Instagram. And, you know, people are jumping your DMs, you know, out of left field. I'm just curious now. This is, this is that serious. But what's the wildest Instagram interaction or like DM, you know, interaction that you've experienced? Oh gosh,
6: probably like a guy asking for photos of like my feet or something, and like wanting to pay money. Like I don't know. I get like random stuff a lot.
0: Wow, who are these guys, man? you know, they're usually not, not following me. I you have feet. I'm happy. <laughs>
5: Sir, how much was he offering? Girl, I don't remember. I just because barked. I have all. I got my toes. I'm a big one too.
6: so oh, like, you ready to expose it?
5: I have all five. I mean, money is money.
0: <laughs> you know, you could just start a, you know, uh OnlyFans man. Like, exactly. I will mean, make, uh, make a million dollars. Like, crusty toes. What's, it, what's her name? Oh, not the crusty toes. I'm <laughs> sure Tos. that will
5: be a niche. <laughs> there is. That I feel be, like there is a niche. Exactly, for and that you know? will be my niche.
0: Yeah, people are crazy, man. you want corn? Um. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Ew. Did you weird. even play one you your corn? <laughs> <laughs> She's just playing, she don't got nothing. You all know?
0: <laughs> and it's not my business. i uh, she-
7: So you have a radio voice too you like switched it up like other people can't hear this but you were talking differently before
0: i'm versatile before <laughs> we went live i'm versatile what can i say?
7: okay all right
0: made the adjustment as you should <laughs> all right so the next interview i have right now i have two people sitting in front of me do you guys want to introduce yourself and you don't have to you don't have to say your name
8: um Butter Biscuits.
0: Okay, so Butter Biscuits. And, and
7: um, my moniker Instagram is Studio Baby Cupid.
8: Hey.
0: It's what now?
7: Studio Baby Cupid.
0: Studio Baby Cupid. <laughs>
8: A leather
7: vibe.
0: I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, you guys understand what I'm going for today. Yeah. We're talking about relationships. We're talking about how to manage and deal with um, those initial interactions, the challenges of communication during the relationship, yeah. mm-hmm. and all the other struggles that happen. And then maybe some of your personal feelings, okay. challenges, observations that okay. come into play. Okay? Yeah. 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 So the first question I have for you, Butterbiscuits. Yes, sir. What is the biggest misconception women have I'm about men you know what do you feel like they get wrong about approaching or dealing with men not necessarily from a bad place but it's just you feel like maybe if this were a little bit more understood things would be a little bit clearer easier and it doesn't have to be I'm not saying this in a form of like oh this is their fault or not it's really more of a what do you feel like keeps popping up and you wish you could just correct it? You know, or or help understand?
8: I don't know, man. It's a tough question. I think one of the most important things for me is a partner who actually understands what makes me happy. I think a lot of times it takes a while for a woman I'm interested in or a woman I'm in a relationship with to have a firm understanding of who I am. I feel like as though they come out with a bunch of assumptions as who I'm meant to be mm. and um, who a nigga should be. Can I say nigga? Yeah. Who a nigga should be. And, I think you said it. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's hard sometimes, you know? You get to realize that you're a stereotype, but you're more than that. And finding a partner who sees in between the blurred lines is hard. So, one thing I wish women would. Uh, change about their dating experience is getting to understand who you are beyond what you look
0: like. Just kind of want to get a little bit deeper into that in particular. Uh, Do you have any maybe examples or something where you feel like there was that misconception of like what the stereotype of who you are as a black man is versus, you know, what you really are? Like, where are those um, where's that heavy lifting happen? You know what I mean? Where you kind of like, I wish I could articulate this without it maybe being tense, misconstrued, whatever the case may be.
8: Well, I mean, I've been, I've been called many things. I've been seen as somebody who's a workaholic. Interesting. I've been seen as somebody who's too serious. Interesting. I've been seen as somebody who's too outspoken, controversial. In what sense? In the sense that my opinions just tend to have a comedic flip to them. But quite often, they're based on something I
0: really principally believe in. Interesting. Do you you feel comfortable talking about any examples? I
8: can't think of any at this particular moment. But I could just say that communication is the biggest touchpoint for me in a relationship. Okay. If you can't communicate with your partner... And communication doesn't have to be having a conversation. It could be understanding where I am, whether I express it verbally, or you see it in my mannerisms, or you see it in the way I conduct myself around you.
0: Okay, one last thing on that. Yeah. Um, Do you ever make the effort to help them understand it beyond, um, you know, beyond maybe even talking or showing it?
8: That's what makes a relationship.
0: So do you make that effort and then it's not understood or you get roadblocks there?
8: I make that effort. I have to. If I want it to work out, I have to let my partner understand that vulnerability presents itself in different forms.
0: So where do you feel like it ends up breaking down?
8: My relationships have ended for different reasons, but definitely not for a lack of trying. Gotcha.
7: Okay. Well, to what you just said, I honestly... um, I project it onto you, of course, but like what you're saying is that women will approach you with a fear or a preconceived notion. And I think a lot of the time that is coming from a place of protection, -protection, self-protection, self-preservation. The way that women are treated in this world is pretty messed up, so... Honestly, if anything bad happens to them, it's their fault. It will never be your fault. It will always be their fault. So they come into this judging you because they need to protect themselves, right?
0: Because no and one else seems to exactly. be there to protect yeah. them.
7: And so although it's a horrible thing, you know, it's it, it really has nothing to do with you. And once they get to know you, of course, they would understand that This person is different from the statistic. This person is different. But to protect yourself, to be the one that isn't blamed, you have to project onto that person first. Um, And I think it happens like, you know, we're black. It happens the same with white people. I assume the worst first because that's what will protect me, you know. Mm. And once they get to know you, you're a good guy. Like, whatever. They're going to figure it out. And it might take them some time and they have to unlearn some things, too. But to make that connection, you have to realize that all relationships are based on individual to individual and not the demographic.
8: Mm. Well said.
7: In my experience, like the the most experience I have is that people recognize me as a very sexual person. I love dressing mm. in a <laughs> kind of inappropriate way because it's I like the control. Way. Well, you know, to... to the general public, there is like an appropriate and inappropriate way of dressing for respect. And I don't believe in respectability. It doesn't affect me. And the biggest act of like rebellion I can do is to create a life on my own where I could be as free as possible and that the standards don't apply to me. And so if I'm dressing what people think is like slutty or over the top, it's because this is what I need to know that I control my own reality. This is what I need to create myself. So when I get into relationship situations, I'm not a very romantic person. I don't feel romantic feelings very easily. I, you know, it it takes me a while. It's not something that comes to me very easily. And I could say with confidence that it's only ever happened to me twice. And um, because of that, you know, most of the relationships that I'm starting people want to jump into kind of a sexual relationship and they actually feel guilty if they feel romantic feelings for me and that makes me feel kind of sad because I'm like you can have a platonic you can have a platonic relationship with someone and still have that intimacy and you can have I don't know it doesn't have to be so cut and dry and like defined in such a way that you're either in a relationship with this person or you're not or you're not having sex with this person and then you're just friends I think it could be all of those things at once and I think that I can have it all so in the end I just think that people should judge my specific way of living by who I am and not their preconceived notions on sexual shame Mm -hmm. I don't have shame about sex I have shame about my sexuality I don't want people to project theirs onto me and try to change me and try to make me more tame to feel that they, their romantic feelings for me are valid. Interesting. Is this kind of convoluted? Like, I feel like I could have said that in an easier way. I think it
0: was very layered, but I think it was necessary for you to go through that. Yeah. Yeah.
7: Like, I think that because people see me as a sexual person, they can't also see me as a romantic person. But... How did they even how do they, they get the this shame.
0: impression of like, hey, you're a sexual person? Like what what um
7: I have a pretty strong online presence.
0: Okay. <laughs> I
7: would say. But you know, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, most people do and they want to post a real life. There's a lot of pressure on social media that you have to be your true self. And I am completely opposed to that. I think that you should be the self that you created and the self that you want to be. And As long as you're not trying to sell people a lie, that's fine.
1: Like,
7: you know, it's the same thing with, like, drag queens. You create a persona for you that can get through this life. You create a different person from yourself that can live this life for you if you feel it's too hard for yourself. Mm. So my online presence has to do with the version of myself that I always wish I was, the version of myself that I created for myself, and I wasn't just born into this body, but I chose all these small little details to create who I am. So when they see that, their first idea is not that I'm a world creator, (laughs) obviously. It's that she's being a slut online, which is fine. I don't care if they think that, but that comes from their own shame in sex. And that comes from their own fears about sexuality and their own sexualities. So when they feel romantic feelings for me, they feel like they should be ashamed that they are in love with a whore and In reality, they're not seeing me as a person. So when people do get to know me and break down their own feelings, then sure, we can make it work. But that's always a hurdle. And, you know, a lot of guys that I've dated have hated the idea that I'm getting attention from people I don't care about and from people that I don't know. And who cares? Who cares? Like, you have to trust my intelligence that I chose you. And that I am getting that attention, but I chose you. And if mm-hmm. you don't think I'm smart enough to choose you, right. well, then that's discern, your insecurity. Like like, that's right? your insecurity, yeah. Like, trust my intelligence, and I trust yours. You choose me, I choose you. I think you're smart for it. You think I'm smart for it. You know, I could have gone with anyone, but I chose you. And I think they should focus on that. Unrespected. And it. get deeper into the relationship. for
0: <laughs> powerful. That's just your first take. I can't wait to share the next one with y'all. So my take on misconceptions, and there was a lot to take from that. I feel like it boils down to three things. A human touch, the opportunity cost of coming through. Yeah, that's a weird one, but I'll explain. And handling your baggage. Now as a guy, I know sometimes a bravado, hard guy, nothing faces me thing may work initially. And it's probably a defense mechanism for your feelings, but that's another story. But whether you're trying to have a casual relationship or something more serious, a human touch is needed. And what I mean is opening up enough for this person to understand where you're at and why you're into them, especially at the start. And it doesn't need to be your deepest, darkest secret either. What it does is allow for an understanding of where things are and where the next checkpoint is. I can't imagine that both parties wouldn't be comfortable with that. Okay, so the opportunity cost of coming through is something I've heard women talk about for years. From never giving their address out and getting picked up for a date at a friend's apartment building, their safety is always on their mind. More importantly, their dignity is always on their mind, particularly when people lie for manipulative reasons. I feel like we had enough stories there to give some validity to that. I think there's real value for us men to be sensitive to that. We obviously can't speak for all the creeps out there. But approaching situations with a certain respect and grace goes a long way. In more ways than one, if you know what I mean. Third thing, whether it's a tough hand that the world has dealt some of us, particularly women, or scars from past relationships and the consequences of trust and vulnerability, it's more important to sort through your baggage and start the healing process before you re-engage with new people. Now, I'm of the mind that the healing takes more time than can be anticipated, so you can't lock yourself up and just wait. Heartbreak or disappointment will leave a mark, for sure, but experiences are cumulative. It's in your best interest to work through that, so that you not only see yourself a little bit more clearly, but you see the next person in that same capacity, with lens informed by your past, but prescribed by you for the future you're looking for. Hope that made sense. If it didn't, you can share your feedback by writing to two takes on a pod at gmail.com. Not your speed, no problem. You can contact me on social media and get clips, announcements, episode art, all that stuff at two takes on the pod on Twitter, and Instagram. I'm looking forward to hearing your take. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode, and you can find this wherever you find podcasts, or wherever you should find podcasts. And while you're there, show some love and give this five stars, or a like, or whatever. This has been too days apart. Thank you for
1: this. Everything was taken, still had to make it. Five killer, me and no go take a five killer. That is somebody that protects my energy from your bad aura. That my pastor say I be my healer, everything I desire. I go to see my reading, flow like a river. If you get your work, come on, go and sit down. I go just better. Come on, my chicka. I go just follow my dream. I'm feeling vibes. Stories I see you getting my lifestyle I see you watching my movements This bad bitch bad every day